0: CliffCentral.com. Yep, it's Wednesday. It's 5 past 12 and as always, you're listening to Wumandla. And we're all about unreal and unapologetic, unheard voices right here on Wumandla. And today I've got super special. And when I saw that profile, I must tell you that when I met him, I was at a dinner and I was eating... And there was all sorts of amazing food. But the thing that blew my top was the chili caramel ice cream. I was like, who made this food? Went to the kitchen and there's this tiny, 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 tiny woman as a chef. Tandy, the glam chef, is in the studio. Welcome. Thank you for coming to chat with us. Thank you for me. Thank you for having me. So, as you know, I was absolutely blown away by, by your thing, by your...
1: Should the ice cream. And
0: then we got chatting and then just about all of the stuff. And you've been in the industry now for a couple of years. You changed your yes, career. Yes, yes, I did. Industry. Yes. Why?
1: Why did I change my career? Yeah.
0: You were like in the most um, exciting career. Every young person <laughs> I ever talked to wants to be in marketing. Yes. And you decided to go sweat it out in the kitchen.
1: Well, you know what? Um I think it's all about passion. Yes, I thought when I was younger, I thought my passion was marketing. I thought my, my passion was about, you know, being stuck in the office from nine to five or whatever the case might be. But then, um, as I grew older, it was more about, and I, I mean, to tell you the truth, the check was great. The paycheck at the end of the month was great. And, you know, it was more about quantity versus quality of life for me. And that's why I decided, you know, I want to, I w- I'd rather make my passion pay for my bills, and uh for a long time it didn't pay the bills. But uh right now, you know, it's it's kind of like we're catching up. We're is catching
0: paying up.
1: The bills now. We're catching up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get phone calls tomorrow saying, "Hey, can I have some? Can I have a hundred rand or whatever?" <laughs> no, no, no. We're catching up. Uh, I'll keep that, it at that. Are you?
0: Is that just the black thing? Of I'm not talking about how much I make.
1: Yes. It, it, I think it's a. It's It's a universal thing. No one wants to talk about how much they make. One, you don't want to boast. And second, you don't want people to ask you for loans. That's it.
0: Okay, fine. But speaking of posting, so you were Taste Magazine, one of South Africa's top trips, oh. 2014. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, no, but, and, and I was looking at that profile thinking, how? Gordon Ramsay, assistant, post Oh my what?
1: gosh, that, you saw that. It, it, it can only Good be, it can only be Kara <laughs> mm, my manager. Yeah, she likes doing those things. Okay, so when Gordon Ramsay was in the country, um, we, I happened to work with the culinary, with SA culinary team, and I was working with Kelvin uh, Joel, who has now a school on Maine on you know like the market on main he's got a pastry school there called me up and said hey dude come help me out you know he was still working at the Sant and sun at the time and he's like help me out here I want to do these desserts for 350 people and you can bring a friend so I brought a friend and we're working we didn't even know what it was for you know so we're working every single night so I'd leave my job at 5 o'clock and I would go to Sant and sun and I'd work there with Calvin and we're making these desserts and I don't know it's like chocolate work it's like fine art you know you you can't mess it up and then on the Thursday he's like oh so you guys know what this is for right and I'm like no we don't it's like it's for the Gordon Ramsay dinner and I promise you I broke about 15 of those chocolates because I was so excited and for breaking 15 of those is like worth a thousand rand you know so but I was too excited to care and um because I was um, outside doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do, Gordon Ramsay came into the kitchen, greeted the whole team. And While who I was, was busy, I missed Gordon Ramsay. I only saw Gordon Ramsay when they gave us, so the team and the assistants in the kitchen go into the ballroom where everyone is having their dinner after the the dessert and you get a standing ovation. Trust me, the goosebumps, tears were flowing out my eyes as if I was the star of the show, but I wasn't. But, you know, it was that awesome feeling of, you know, having people. Standing up for you, clapping for you, appreciating what you've done, and all those hours put in—it was—it was was absolutely awesome. And um, that's when I saw Gordon Ramsay, but he was far. Oh. But then at, when he came into the kitchen, because I was busy outside, yeah, so <laughs> I couldn't see Gordon Ramsay. Okay,
0: so Gordon Ramsay, um, what's his name with the lisp, the, the brits. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Oliver. Oliver all, all of those people. And you talk about Calvin at the Southern Sun. Yes. That's a lot of men. And in fact, I, almost oh, yeah, every shift yeah. we mm. ever hear about is always a man And you sound like you've made it mm. But you also sound very nice Are you always <laughs> this nice or are you a ball breaker Is that how you um, made
1: it Look um, I'm nice But I'm nice to a certain extent If you start messing up then I'm not as nice um, the, gre- the The horns The red horns Start coming out <laughs> As much as I say my, my slogan is keep your tiara under your toque. And the toque is obviously the chef's hat and your tiara, you're like a princess or whatever. You all, oh, you know, you're nicey, nicey and whatever the so case you might hide be. It. Uh, no, I don't hide the tiara. I keep it under there, you know, but sometimes I put some, um, devil's horns on when it's, it's like, you know, when people are messing me up in the kitchen, I like things to flow. And if you don't listen to me and you don't want to do what I'm asking you to do, then it's going to be a problem. And,
0: but this is a very male dominated world. And in fact, yes. um, a couple of years ago, I think, um, ooh, what's that voluptuous woman? You see, I also... Nigella. Nigella won a very prestigious uh, award and yeah. she came dressed in a tuxedo and there was mm, a big whoa mm, mm, that mm, she mm. just wants to be like a man, you mm, know? Mm. Is it is it as male-dominated as we think it is? Or is it only the celebrities that are men? Or is it only men that make it in this industry?
1: Look, um, I'd say it is a male-dominated industry. And for me, as an African girl who grew up in an African home where the moms or the women were the dominant people in the kitchen. And then you come into this world where... Men are dominant in the kitchen. It's so confusing. You know what I mean? So uh, when I came in here, I was so confused. I didn't understand what was going on. Why are all these men like this? Or maybe they are not necessarily, um, you know, um how can I put it? A nice way of saying they... You don't
0: have to be nice.
1: <laughs> no, I have to be. Um They're not straight. I just thought maybe they're not straight. That's why everyone is in the kitchen. So are they gay? No, they're not. Okay. Absolutely not. Why have they made it? And so few women have. Because I think, uh, men are willing to graft. Men are willing to work hard. You know, in the kitchen, there's no, us women will break a nail. Oh my gosh, I just broke my nail. Oh my God, just cut my, uh, my finger. You know, I think in the kitchen, you need to have an attitude where you're saying nothing will defeat you. And you need to, as a woman, also in the kitchen, you need to work at least ten times harder than any guy can work. You see, because there's stuff to 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 lift, there's twenty kilograms of potatoes that you need to lift. There are barrels that you need to lift. There's all sorts of heavy workload that you need to do, and. Um, as women, you know, we find we found or we, we, were seen as no, they can't do it. They weak and 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 and. So I think that's why men have actually succeeded because you know they've got they've got manpower And so how we, do you, don't? you do it? We've got woman power. Yeah, we do. But are you gonna lift a thirty five kilogram? Oh, yo, yo, yo! But I must commend <laughs> you. You pushed a car two weekends ago. <laughs> What? <laughs> you problems. pushed a car two weekends ago, and I can't commend you on that. And did you see me? I was standing on the side <laughs> saying, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> like, but really, so how did you make it? Okay, so um, I think for me it was willpower and the fact that I just wanted to um. Prove to myself that I can do it, and I wanted to prove to everyone else that um, I can do it. And I didn't want any favors. I didn't want any. Um, I didn't want any special treatment or whatever the case is. And I just wanted to prove to myself and to others that doubted me that I can do it. Did you have lots of doubt? Oh, absolutely. Not even from the industry itself, but from family as well. You know, when I told them I wanted to be a chef, uh, this one. Family member, I will not mention any names, just in case <laughs> she's listening. Name and You know, <laughs> she said to me, Oh, so, meaning we're going to see you at Spur. Uh, to, to her, a chef meant the person who's going to grill her... A, a ribs and spur, or make the burgers at Wimpy. You know what I mean. And I was like, ah, uh, no. I mean, when you go to a hotel or when you go to a fine dining restaurant, that's where you'll find me. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. But I like Because, as you say,
0: as you know, as African
1: girls, yeah, there's,
0: there's more than just. Fulfilling yourself, yes. That you are after when you when you get a career, when you get a job, you are going to look after, you know, you're going to look after the, fami- the you're gonna family. Look after your parents. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So
0: it's important to buy a patal. Yeah, I do you get the money? But also, the, the, <laughs> there's a level of, and I think even for me, getting getting ready for this show, one of the questions that I asked myself is why would why would you want to cook for a living? <laughs> Women do that all mm, the time. Yes, you, you know what I'm saying. Mm, mm, so, mm. and I, I think there's there's a level of that the respect. Yeah, that's that's out there <clears throat> is not so much. Yeah, but do you have it now? So now that you've made it like this, you are in the magazines, you are on TV. Does does the aunt?
1: you you know i think right now it's all about "Ooh, my girl's going to be on tv my girl's going to be at radio you know what i mean but um yeah now i get the respect from the family as well as from peers you know and friends and um it's great it's great i must say it's not i'm not all the way there yet no, no 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 I still need to prove myself and every single day I tr- trust me I doubt myself every single time why because I just doubt myself because um, I would say I'm I'm not I'm far from where I was before but I'm not y- yet where I would like to be and for me it's a constant it's a constant um Not battle, not struggle, but it's constant developments because today I'll learn something new and I'll try it out the following day. Tomorrow I'll learn something else and I'll try it out the following day. So it's a constant change. I'm trying to change myself and better myself because I would like to compete with one of the, I mean, one of the best chefs in the world. I would like to actually, there's no best chef in the world. Trust me. But, you know, the ones that have Michelin star restaurants, those are the ones. You see, I don't want to compete with them. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. What I'm trying to say is I'm doing something different. I don't want a restaurant. I don't want the stress. I don't want the the the, the pressure from that. I want to do my own thing. I want to cook for Oprah when she comes to South Africa. So you organize that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's when she comes to one of her own magazine uh, workshops and conferences, you organize that. Well, Universe, it's out there. The girl wants to cook for Oprah. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll go be on the Oprah show so that I can get a car too. So <laughs> you,
0: where, where does the glam chef come from? Because when I was speaking okay. to you and kind of going, you, you went to Paris to tell me, hey, I'm not from my name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, where did you grow up? Oh, oh, so I grew up in the Eastern Cape I came from uh Well, I was born and bred Butted in Joburg though Born and bred in the Eastern Cape And um I came to school when I was in high school um To what Johannesburg
0: will never tell you where it's Oh, where you mean where, 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 where No, 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 no,
1: no I come from King Williamstown mm-hmm. <laughs> And my girls will say Whoop, whoop, right now <laughs> No, 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 I come from King Williamstown My parents are, are from there My mom is from Elizabeth my dad is from um, King Williamstown so yeah it's it's not even a secret so
0: how do you go from King Williamstown to wanting to burn up the kitchens around the world how did you how did that passion come <laughs> to you
1: oh okay so it came at twelve years old when I decided to cook a Sunday lunch for my family and I made roast chicken i had, um rice because that's how we do seven colors you know everything so I'd roast chicken recognize? rice <laughs> potatoes pumpkin uh, cabbage at the time, and then there was gravy. And obviously, you know, you got the salads, the beetroot, and the potato salad, although you've got roast potatoes, carbs, 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 carbs. Um, let's just say after crispy rice, which was almost burnt, um, raw but, um, raw but, um, burnt chicken, as well as uncooked pumpkin, uncooked cabbage. Everything just went wrong. I decided then, at that time, when my family was eating, and, and, and you you know when, when people are just looking at you thinking, oh, this is so nice, but ooh, you're thinking they're cringing. They don't want to tell you the truth. That's when I decided I want to be a chef. The most horrible meal of my life, and I'll always come back to it, was the push to say, learn how to cook properly.
0: And speaking of the most horrible meal and the things that we're used to eating, one of the things that you do is um recipe development. Yes. And like I said, I was like, hmm, I looked at that menu thing and I was like, chili caramel ice cream. All <laughs> right, we'll try it. Yes, but, yes. You know, so how do you, tell me about recipe development and how that works.
1: Okay, so recipe development, um, it's when you actually come up with a recipe. So, um, I have a different, for me, I think and I taste things in my sleep, if that makes sense. So, i you'll say to me, uh, Pumi, Pumi, you'll say, Tandi, listen, I'm hosting a dinner for 12 people. Please quote me and please send me a menu for blah, 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 starters, main course, dessert. And I'm thinking it's winter or it's summer or or whatever the, the season. Is it lunch? Is it dinner? And, you know, a whole lot of factors come into it. And then I sit down and I think to myself, okay, what would I like to eat? I always come back to myself. I know I'm being selfish, but... Whatever comes to my head, I'll then send to you. Put it on paper. I promise you, every single time, I'll never send a client a menu. If you want a different menu, I'll never send it to you on uh, the same day. Because I sleep on it. You know when they say sleep on it? I sleep on it and I dream up all these wonderful creations. And I can taste them in my sleep. And I'm like, mmm, I can taste this, I can taste that. And I wake up and I try it out as, as, as I'm tasting it, you know, in my head, which is a funny thing. I'm busy preparing it. I don't know what the quantities are, but somehow, trial and error, I just come up with creations that I don't even know. So that's why I'm always I've always got a diary next to me, next to the bed. I wake up and I write stuff down and that's how I come up with recipes. Strange, but it's true.
0: <laughs> so does that mean you only ever design stuff from tastes,
1: you know? From tastes I don't know as well like i've never ever ever tasted um sriracha before in my life it's like a sriracha sauce it's like a chili sauce i've never tasted it in my life but when i saw a recipe from someone else and they said they use the same sauce i tasted it in my head i don't know how and when I bought it, that's when I was like, oh, I knew that was the taste. You know, it's got all these peppers. So in your head, you're thinking, okay, so if you blend these peppers, these different peppers and these chilies, this is the taste that you go and the vinegar and the sugar and the salt. This is most probably the the taste that you're going to come up with. And that's exactly what I thought. So it's not from knowing. It's also from imagining how it could taste like. And it, it's, Yeah. I just think it's, for me, I'm grateful for the gift of saying, oh, okay, I know that's, you know, when I go to a restaurant, sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, they've got this, they've got nutmeg, they've got this, they've got coriander, they've got cumin, what they've got that, this. What
0: is that like for you? So knowing all, all of the stuff that you know about <laughs> kitchens. Yeah. And, and in our heads, I think everybody that goes into a restaurant, we suspend all judgment because yes. in our minds, we're kind of like, ooh, eat those. Restaurant kitchens, <laughs> they probably spit in the food and yeah, make yeah. it fall or whatever. So, knowing what you know about working in kitchens, um, about what goes into the preparation of stuff, what is the dining experience like for you? Do you ever go out and just like suspend all, all kind oh, of yeah.
1: imaginings? Um, for me, um, to be quite honest with you, it's, um, first of all, the one thing I don't do is sit next to the kitchen. I know how kitchens like (laughs) (laughs) that. So I'd rather sit very far... From the kitchen or outside? Because I know how kitchens are. And I, I know how sometimes we can tend to neglect things. As much as we work, we clean oh, as we go. Tend to neglect things. Sometimes. So you confirm that sometimes those kitchens can be grubby. Yes. I won't okay. lie to you. I will not lie to you. <laughs> and um, no, we don't spit in your food. Trust me. But maybe the waiters do. If you piss them off. Yeah. No, they don't do that either. <laughs> no that i that's just disgusting can you imagine that's just yes. disgusting that's morally wrong I that's just so cuz in my mind i'm just
0: like cuz
1: you're thinking they're gonna spit in your food no they don't spit in your food trust me um no we don't spit in the food as well sorry about that um however with the with the kitchens for me going into 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 a restaurant i always i never pass judgment on anyone because i know how hard it is i never pass judgment on the chef even if i could taste the most horrible meal or eat the most horrible meal of my life i will never pass judgment on the chef and say oh useless you uh, 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 uh," and start swearing no because i know how hard it could be you could just be having a bad day it could be a five michelin star chef and you taste the most horrible food. Either there's something wrong with your palate or the chef can just be having a bad day. You know, you need to give people a second chance. Something wrong with your palate. Yeah, of course. Like, Like for instance, if you order something that you've never tasted before and you're like, oh, this tastes horrible, it's not the chef's fault you don't like his food. It's because your palate can't take the food. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, let's say, for instance, you get snails. A lot of people Pull their noses up on snails, and snails are the most beautiful, you know, the most beautiful and the most delicate thing on, that I like to, well, I like eating them. And, but then, me, my palate is great, yours is not exactly the same. You know what I mean? I could enjoy them, you could hate them. And you think what on earth are you eating? And you taste them and it's got blue cheese. And most probably you don't even like blue cheese. You know what I mean? So it just goes wrong from there. (laughs) And you like end up dissing the chef on Facebook, on Twitter, on everything. It's like, no, give the chef a chance. It's hard in there. You have no natural air, no natural light. It's hot. You've been on your feet for 12 hours and you're wearing these heavy chef shoes. You're sweating most of the time. You probably haven't had food for the past 12 hours because you've been cooking it. You don't feel like eating. And you've got a chef who's swearing at you for the past 12 hours. Do they all swear like that? Because
0: that's swearing when I watch Hell's
1: (laughs) Kitchen. When I watch Hell's Kitchen,
0: I just think that's swearing. That can't be. That can't be the life a person accepts to live.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, um, no. I think Gordon Ramsay sometimes does it for TV. Yes, there is swearing in the kitchen, but it's not as bad, really. Trust me. But then again, you know what? What I like about the kitchens also is that even I do it sometimes. I could get really irritated with someone. I could get really pissed off at something that they've done, and. At the end of the day, we'll sit down, have a glass of wine, have a, a, a beer together, and we'll laugh about it. Tomorrow's a new day. So it just, you just sweep everything under. You don't sweep anything under. You know, you talk about it like, hey, listen, you messed up here. You messed up there. Tomorrow, let it be better. So this is what we're going to do. Constructive criticism, you know, because that's what you need in the kitchen, especially when you're working with youngsters. You don't want to scare them away from the kitchens. You don't want to, you don't want to, um also, you know, make yourself feel superior to them because you learn things from them as well. So I always encourage my guys, I mean, you saw with Seppo, the, was there a word of swearing in the kitchen?
0: Ah, Pela I Minan almost ready.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 there me. was no swearing. There was nothing like that. It was quiet in the kitchen as you saw, but everything was ready on time. It's because you know, When you need to do stuff properly, you just do stuff properly. And we sit down with Seppo at the end of the day. What That night we couldn't even sit down together. (laughs) We have a beer, we have a glass of wine, and we chill, we chat, and we say, what can we do better for the next function all the time? Because we're trying to better ourselves all the time.
0: So, the thing about being a chef in my mind is you're always, it's a nightlife. It's a, its like a night. Home. Yeah, yeah. So do yeah. you want to find out what uh, the glam chef does with her personal life? But first, let's take this little break. I'm- It real on cliffcentral.com. Yep, we're keeping it real You're listening to Unradio And I'm Pumi Mashioho, And we're saying To all the unheard and unapologetic voices of women out there I've got a phenomenal woman in the studio with me I'm chatting with uh, The Glam Chef You can follow her on Twitter or Facebook At at The Glam Chef So you've got to tell me about that name Because
1: I forgot to talk about (laughs) that
0: name You've got to tell me about that name
1: Okay, so um, You know, in the kitchen You're not allowed to put on makeup You know Allowed to wear earrings. You don't allowed to put on lip gloss, it's Vaseline, <laughs> or <Really? sun> <laughs> now um, Is this yeah. like a real rule? No, or it's, or is it's it a just real rule. Too hard to do it, it's really? a real rule. Yeah, not too much makeup. It has to be as natural as possible. And um, when I say natural. Basically, no makeup (laughs) and nails. Forget about it. Nail polish. Forget about it. Rings, earrings, watches. Everything. You know, because your ring could just fall into the food, or you could have. you could be chopping something, your nail polish chips and, you know, gets and contaminates the food cause it's, it's food contamination. Hair, weaves, no weaves, braids are best because you tie them up and you keep them up the whole time. Although we do wear, um, chef's hats, um, skull caps or hair nets. However, so I thought to myself, oh my gosh, is this an industry that I've just chosen for myself? So coming from a marketing background, sales and marketing, where every day,
0: you look needed clean. to look good. You must look good.
1: Absolutely, because before, exactly, before you go in and see a client, it's like lip gloss, touch ups, you know, in the car. So now you went from that to drab in the kitchen, because even in school, you, You were hardly ever in clothes because you, at school, from the morning till the evening, you go to, um to go do your practicals and to to, do your hours because there's hours that you have to pull into or put into the industry in order to be, you know, say, qualified. And I thought to myself, no, okay, I'm going to do that, fine, however... When I'm done with this, you know, when you, when you're a little child and your mom forces you to eat porridge every day and you're like, the day I move out of this house, I will stop eating porridge and you never eat porridge ever again. So that's what I said to myself. I was like, when I am done with these hours and when I've got the, you know, when I've got the skills and I've done everything, when I have my own company or my own restaurant in my head, I wanted a restaurant when I was, when I was younger. I said to myself, I'm gonna look so glam, I promise you. Because when I was at school I couldn't even buy clothes. Buy clothes for what? Weekends you're working, weekdays you're working, you're like you're hardly ever in clothes, you're always in your in your chef's uniform.
0: And you're always working late. So And you're always
1: working late. How and did you meet a man? <laughs> Thank goodness I met the man before I went into chefing. The man was there. You see, when I married the man, he said to me, I said to him uh, a couple of months after we got married, I said, I want to quit my job. And oh, he was so like, he oh, Lord.
0: So he didn't know he was getting into this. It was yeah.
1: After you snagged him. Yes. Why did I get married? <laughs> <laughs> because after that, I was like, Okay, so I wanna. So you uh, flipped the script on the dude. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't don't cheat me. (laughs) So I was like, look, I wanna quit work, and he was like, oh, okay, and do what? And I was like, no, I want to go back to school. I want to be a chef. I want to learn how to cook. And he was like, oh, okay, great. So do you have a plan? Do you have anything um, on paper? Gave him all the research that I'd done because I'd done all of this. Because for my husband, you need a PowerPoint presentation to say – Slide one, slide two, slide three. And this is the future. <laughs> but the future takes longer than what you put on the slides themselves. So, yeah, um, the glam thing came from every time I came back from work well, while I was still at school, I'd come back and I'd be like, oh, I haven't worn these heels in a while. I'm like, oh, you look cute. Let me wear you today. So I'd wear, put on the heels, put on some makeup and start cooking. In the middle of the night or whatever the case might be. So do you cook at home?
0: I know you've got, Absolutely. You've got two little, uh, two little ones, two yes. little people. <laughs> um, do they have sophisticated palates? <laughs> no, they and, have
1: got and, sophisticated palates. I mean, my firstborn loves his noodles. So that's sophisticated enough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you know what? they kids um you feed them anything, they eat it. Although, really? Kids the don't eat older one Yeah, they don't eat anything. The older one thinks he's allergic to fish. I don't know how. Because I said to him, okay, so what's allergic, Liano? And he says, it means I don't like fish. I'm like, do you know what allergic, do, do you even understand the word allergic? And he's like, no, mommy, I'm allergic to fish. So he doesn't eat fish. And I won't force it down his throat. But if you give him fish fingers, he'll eat them. So it's quite strange. <laughs> I don't think he likes fish as in with the eyes and the no and everything else. Yeah. Cause do I do that. Cook, and do, and, and when you are not at work
0: mm. and at home, are you the elaborate cook?
1: Oh, absolutely. At home. Because I always try out my recipes that I'm going to send to clients or, um, cook for clients. I always try them out. My guinea pigs are at home. And if they don 't like it, that means no one else will like it, <laughs> and I know they could be biased, but you know what they 've learned not to be biased anymore yeah and friends as well i 've got great friends who love coming over for food. <laughs> How do you have a social life if
0: if <clears throat> chefing is this? Starting at the because I mean I think about when people go out to restaurants yeah you know, it's, it's yeah. a nighttime thing yeah and, and you're yeah.
1: out there till two in the morning and you guys are eating while we're stuck in the kitchens yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying
0: so chefing is a night time <laughs> thing so yeah how, what do you do with your social life how do you keep your
1: relationship alive okay so we've got a community of chefs where we all live together and we all party together what we say is our, well it's not even a slogan it's like a motor, while they play we sleep, we work rather. And while they sleep, we play. So that's it. So while you're sleeping at 3 a.m., we partying. And then while you work, we sleeping. (laughs) So it's vice versa. It works out all the time. But however, because I went on my own and um, I choose my working hours because I obviously want to also concentrate on on my family. I want to concentrate on family. I want to you know, I want to I don't want to miss milestones with the kids and with everyone yeah. else. So, um I I choose my times. And if it's not good for me and if it's not working for me at that time, I won't do it. So, I make my gigs a social affair for myself, you know, because I mingle with the, with the client. I mingle with the guests and whatever. And I'm not too in your face. No, no, no. Just to say, are you enjoying the food? Are you doing this and doing that? Uh, is it great? And, um, have a glass of wine with you at the end of the evening. And that's it. And to me, that's social enough. Glass of wine in bed by ten, eleven o'clock. That's great, man. <laughs> because I'm too tired to party anyway.
0: So, but one of the things you're currently doing as well is, um, with Sasko, quick... The quick, quick treats. The yes. Quick treats. So I just thought, for the culinary challenged. <laughs> <laughs> for the culinary challenged out there. Um, what are your favorite quick treats? Okay. So if I want to be... If I'm not a chef and mm. I still want to host, like, be a hostess with the mostess, host <laughs> a super dinner party or whatever, you know? Mm. What are the... What are your...
1: Favorite quick recipes that like your go-to recipes yeah. type thing. Okay, so for me, all the time, salmon, salmon or trout. That's your fav- That's that's your best bet with asparagus, some hollandaise sauce, and a leafy salad with asparagus. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> Okay. So that's your go-to. And that's my go-to. It's easy, it's quick, it's, it's it's simple and it's tasty, you know? And also if you want to go red meat wise, uh for me beef wellington with the red wine jus and fondant potatoes and some vegetables. Perfect.
0: What's the beef wellington?
1: Beef wellington. So well, I mean, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your beef fillet, okay? And you just um make a, 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 a chicken, sorry, chicken liver and mushroom duxelle, which is like a paste that you put on top, that you spread on the beef fillet itself. And then if you want, you could do, uh some people you'd find that they do palmer ham as opposed to the chicken liver, if you don't like chicken liver, and some pancakes so that your, your... Your pastry doesn't get soggy. And you cover it in pastry, wrap it up nice and tight, um, egg wash it, pop it in the oven. What's egg 30 wash? minutes. Oh, okay. Egg wash is egg and milk. Okay. You just beat it together and you sp- um, just uh, brush it on your pastry. And also, before you put the, the actual beef fillet onto onto the pastry and before you put the paste the chicken um the 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 mushroom duxelle on it what you do is you um just pan fry it flash flash fry it quickly so that you sear the top and it, the the juice and you leave it to rest so that the juices can just uh, release by the time you put it in your pastry it's not going to get soggy you see so you seal it and make it nice and um brown just get to get some color on the on the beef wellington pop it in your duseau pop it in the um uh pastry egg wash in the oven, 30 minutes. You don't want it to be too overcooked. Fondant, potatoes. That means chicken stock and or oh, whatever stock you want to use. I normally use beef stock. Beef stock, butter, herbs, salt, pepper. Pop it in the oven. Um, foil. Take off the foil when it starts cooking so that you get a nice crisp brown color on that. Some vegetables on the side, you know, um, the, al- the more al dente, the better. And serve it. Red wine jus. And you're done. Oh, that's you, Robert. Is that, is that that word? Is that that word or something that says juice? J U S U I S. Is that the one? No, J-U-S. 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 You were you, you were right when you should have stopped.
0: <laughs> is that that word? Yeah, juice. Very so so
1: like, like, like red one. yes. Oh,
0: uh-huh. right. <laughs> I, I need to remember those things. It's always when you see those. There was that thing a couple of weeks ago that was doing the the side, on the sides with this girl. Okay. This black girl and this black guy at this like super restaurant and. It's it's all flashy and whatever. Oh, wow. Well. And this guy, it's a French restaurant. And this guy is like, ask the waiter and the waiter goes off in French. <laughs> and he's trying to impress this girl. And Poor she, guy. Meanwhile, meanwhile, speaks fluent French.
1: Oh, shit. So that's why
0: I never want to find myself at the restaurant. In, the, going, in, that, in that
1: position.
0: <laughs> not knowing what the thing is.
1: Yeah, so jus is basically just means your sauce so, or so gravy. Yeah. So it's the pan, the pan juices from the meat, and then some red wine, some butter, um, stock, salt, pepper, herbs, rosemary, thyme are usually your best. Cook it, let it um, reduce so that you intensify the flavors. Strain. That's it. It's uh, as easy as that. Yeah, look, I can see you <laughs> flapping
0: your hands like that. It's as easy as that. But I, I want to know, you know. Always, I see on every recipe, it always says you must um, seal.
1: Seal, yeah. (laughs) And
0: I never know how long it's supposed to be in that pan. Are you supposed to be frying it until it's like shh? Okay. Uh, (laughs) How is it like a two-minute experience? How do you know it's sealed?
1: Okay, so not two-minute experience. As soon as it gets color. On the one side, let's say if you're doing like a piece of steak, for instance, one side, seal it until it gets like a nice golden brown color. Turn it over, same um, concept on the other side, and then that's sealed. Because you're trying to lock in all the goodness and the moisture so that when you cook it further, it doesn't dry out. Like, for instance, if you're doing a stew You need to seal your meat first because then if you don't seal it and you just pop it into the the, the pot with all your veggies and your stock and whatever the case might be or whatever uh, ingredients rather that you want to put in there, it will release the juices too quick in the cooking process. Whereas when you seal it, it takes a while because then it cooks in its own juices. Hence, you get succulent tender um like a, a beef stew or a beef curry and succulent and tender and not dry have you never tasted dry beef curry which is the most irritating thing on earth it's like sacrilege it's like how do you dry meat out <laughs> so yeah it's one of those things that 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 uh, yeah my pet peeves yeah. so that's why you seal it first and then cook it into in its glory. Let it cook by itself. Cook it in its glory. That's why God made meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a thing.
0: It's how we know God loves us. It's the yes. food we eat. <laughs> yes. But I also <laughs> want to ask you about it. So, the home-cooked meals, the down-home African palettes, as it were. The okay. moushous, yeah. the, mm. the you know, mlekwa, that kind of stuff. Ooh. <laughs> Getting me excited. Does <laughs> that get <your> my star Michelin?
1: <laughs> to me, it does. Yeah, you damn right it does. Are you crazy? That's home food. And you know what? This is what I'm trying to do also with the Glam Chef. I'm trying to take all those meals, all those, uh, all all that stuff. It's called For me, I call it nostalgia because it reminds you of home, right? It evokes memories of childhood, of whatever the case is. Like at home, we used to have umleka when my grandmother came to town. (laughs) My great-grandmother, rather, came to town. And she brought one of those, you know, the free range that they sell at Willy's or whatever? No, it's not the best. The one, if you can... Eat the one from Emma Kaya, from the rural areas. You'll never go to Woolies Meat again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you can snap that bone, it's not the real deal. It's not the real deal. <laughs> it's a hot body. They call it hot body. <laughs> so do, do you still make those meals? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying that, um, for me, it's, it brings, it evokes memories. It evokes nostalgia. And, Trying to make them glam as well. Trying to modernize them. Trying to make them not to change the flavor too much. How?
0: How do you do that?
1: Okay, so let's say, for instance, umleka for me. I cook it at home, and I prefer it with nothing but beef stock and salt. And that's it. However, now I've learned a trick where I confit it. You know, like when you do confit confit. duck. Okay. So you cook it in like, if you cook it, if you cook duck, let's say confit duck and you cook it in oil and garlic and whatever in all its glory as well. Once again, it's soft, it's tender. It just, it just melts off the bone. So that's what I would do with something like um, confit mlekwa, (laughs) if you want to call it that. Okay. and then when it comes to motion, a lot of people okay samp and beans for those who don't know a lot of people you find that they'll do um um Samp and beans, the normal way, um, boil it till it's dead, uh, salt, put some salt in there and you serve it. So I would do, I did actually last week, I did the samp alone without the beans and I cooked it in, in, in chicken stock as opposed to just cooking it in, 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 in water. Added some herbs in there as it was getting, um, you know, ready. Added some herbs in there, some butter. I put in some cream. As it was, when it was cooked, fully cooked, put in some cream and, um, some, um, um, pepper juice in there. So you've got the color from the pepper juice and you've got the white and the, from the samp and the cream and the herbs. Absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. Contrast of flavor because you've got the tangy and sort of spicy, um, taste from the pepper juice and you've got the creamy and the herby taste from the, from the herbs, obviously. And the buttery taste. So it's all about changing, you know, finding ways to change and modernize our our African food to something that is absolutely glorious. And the stuff that could be sell- sold at um michelin star restaurants who knows i could have my own south african michelin star from <laughs> african food but you know what i'm not looking forward to i'm not looking to have a restaurant so yeah <laughs> not going to happen
0: you so you you don't do Restaurants, you only do private functions. You've got your own catering company. Yes. How do people get hold of you?
1: Um, so they can contact me on, um, um, my managers, my management company, which is Beat the Drum Productions. And it is, the email address is (laughs) kawegazigyanji at (laughs) gmail.com. Figure that one out. Are you friends from home? (laughs) No. We're not friends from home, actually. Um It was so strange because I get an email on a Friday evening on my Gmail address. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, okay, so this lady, oh, we're looking for a talent, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hmm, I know these scams. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, so I call and find out about her because she... My manager is the best, right? So she brought Kanye West and Drake Drake to the country. So through um SAB Castle Light. And so that's why I love her. So she says she says to me, I yeah, you know, she gives me her profile, brought Kanye West and Drake. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> like who brings those people? <laughs> and why would that person want to be talking to me? <laughs> and then, um, I call around SAP. I'm like, Hey, do you know this lady? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, she's great. She's looking to p- represent you. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I was on that email that same <laughs> night. <laughs> and now this was on Friday night. Now it's Saturday, Sunday, only Monday night she responds and she's like, no, I'm willing to represent you, blah, blah, blah. And that's where our relationship came from. It was from last year, October. Oh wow. Yeah, and we've been, yeah, we love each other. I love that. Black women supporting each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And she does that. She does. She's very good at that. So just to give you her email address, it's kawekazigyanki at gmail.com. How you spell that is (laughs) Q H A W E K A Z I D Y A N for Nelly, t-y-i, at gmail.com. And her cell phone number, it's easier. 025506402. Or you can Skype at Kawagazi2. And that's it. That's how you get a hold of me. Obviously, Instagram, I'm at the Glam Chef. Uh, Twitter, I'm at the Glam Chef. Uh, Facebook, it's Tandi Mapai. And you so you
0: come to my house, you put together the, the whole dinner and you cook it there or you bring all
1: the food? Okay, so I prep some of the stuff at um my kitchen and then I bring some of the food and I cook it there, depending on what ingredient it is. So some, t- some things are um easier to cook and it's fresher to have. And it's better to have when it's fresh and cooked at your house than me cooking it at home and bringing it over to your house.
0: Because that was styling. you. That was like really styling. You're like, hmm, invited for dinner and you arrive <laughs> and there's a chef yeah with the sous-chets. oh absolutely <laughs> Is helpful and is that a, is that an expensive exercise if i'm listening now and it's my birthday and i want to do something is it an expensive exercise or not
1: not at all but obviously it depends what you want if you want lobster caviar oysters it's going to cost you <laughs> but you know it, it, we work within your budget we sit down we discuss your budget and we say we can turn anything like i said to you I can turn anything from drab to fine dining. Yeah, and that's it's it. Including that pepper jumbush. Pepper jumbush. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Thank you for coming to chat with me. Thank and, you for and having you, me. You know, more than anything I think it's so refreshing to hear the voices of young women that are Cause like I said, you're nice, you know, whereas you <laughs> think you only make it in male dominated environments because you're hard. You're hard. Because yes. you're, you know, you're a nutcracker. Yeah. Or, mm, but mm. you just show that, you know, there's, there's a lot of umantla out there. So yeah. Thanks. You
1: don't have to be a B I T C H <laughs> to make it out there. You can be an angel. And a princess, <laughs> and but a, princess. a hardcore princess, you know. People must know not to step on your toes, or not to step on my Christian Louboutins. Hmm.
0: Christian Louboutins. Now that you're in your no, own I, kitchen, don't <laughs> I don't have them. I
1: don't. Now that you're prepping in your own kitchen, you at least wear heels. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I do <laughs> to be. You no, know, I'm being. I'm wearing heels right now, mm. <laughs> and like I always say, like I mean, when I told you about my slogan, Slogan is keep your tiara under your toque. Always remain a princess. Always remain a queen. You know, even if you're in the kitchen and you sleep it's not about slaving over a hot stove. It should be a labor of love. That's what I say.
0: <laughs> oh, a labor of love! I love that one. So thank you very much for coming and chatting with me. Thank you. You're for me. tuned into Wumanda. Like I said, it's always it's the unapologetic and the unheard voices right here on. R- Cliff Central Unreal Radio. We'll catch you again on the flip side next week. CliffCentral.com